1: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie
2: and Shah on Score North and scorenorth.com. I just got a text from somebody. Uh, they will remain nameless. Uh, but they got, let's just say they have incredible credibility when it comes to basketball. And they mentioned to me, call Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Maybe right, in Portland. And you make a move involving Nurkic, McCollum, O'Malley. and bringing and and, and bringing Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Towns. What? That is so reckless,
3: right there. See, Very that's, reckless speculation. That's the exact what? type of thing. That's the exact type of thing that I I just I can't tolerate. I mean, if you <laughs> if you don't have your sources in order. I can't tolerate that type of reckless speculation.
2: Reckless speculation.
3: How quickly, when that came out, by the way, that
1: was Stephen A. Smith, the man, the myth, <laughs> the <laughs> reckless don't speculation.
2: This, tell the people who it
1: was. I love how we've gotten to the point now with these morning, these national talking head morning shows, like Shannon Sharp is just cold calling Julio Jones two weeks ago. has no ideas on TV, right? And Stephen A. Smith is just busting out text messages from executives or whatever around the league right uh on live tv but the reaction immediately (laughs) i think from uh like the the wolves blogosphere which i love was just this is ridiculous i don't know i don't know i think we should lead our monday statements with it gentlemen little reckless speculation segment within a segment as we like to say here on mackie and judd you've got perfectly reckless speculation within statements let's Mm -hmm. hit the music I'll start, you guys, all right? Here's my statement. Mm -hmm. The Carl Anthony Towns trade rumors are already starting, and I think they're far-fetched, but I'm here for it. That's my statement. I think they're far-fetched, but I'm here for it. Um, Let's start with the Stephen A. Smith thing. How much validity do you think there is to the notion that Carl Anthony Towns, who's been playing on all these losing basketball teams, I think the – the perception locally is, well, they've got something brewing here. They won a bunch of games down the stretch. You got Anthony Edwards and D'Lo in the backcourt, and that thing was working. Mm-hmm. And Carl Anthony Towns is uh, as good as he's ever been. And Chris Finch is is the straw that stirs this drink. And they just need to, to keep adding. to. Like Locally, we feel like, well, there's a lot of good things happening here. But nationally, they just look at this thing as a – either a 15-year or a 30-year dumpster fire, depending on how far back you want to go, and that it's just inevitable that Carl Anthony Towns is going to get traded at some point. So how much validity do you think there is to just random people texting Stephen A., yeah, Cat's gone. Cat's gone.
3: Well... To go that far, no. But I do think that there. I think it's plausible to say that there are definitely conversations and phone calls, and that the wolves are probably going to get a ton of phone calls about Cat because it does make sense to look at the wolves as a dumpster fire and be like, well, you've got your key piece and Ant, and so is Carl. Really, your key piece as well, or what? Yeah. Now, now, I think what he's getting is. is very much like the twins and brio stuff i think it's intelligence that, that isn't coming from the team itself it's coming from outside but that doesn't mean that the calls aren't being made <laughs> so so I, like do i think it's made up absolutely not i think that there are are calls and i do think a lot of teams are probably going to inquire about cat especially again because there's probably going to be a perception well is this ants team now and if it's ants team does that change the dynamic of cat um uh, but yeah i, I I, like you, Am not have no real concern or thought that that trade would happen during the course of this summer, but I do think there's going to be lots of talk about it.
1: By the way, in this case, you could say that the call is coming from inside the division, the Northwest Ooh. Division, inside the Western
2: Conference. Get out of the division. That's what I've been coming. saying for years. Is it, is it
4: the trailblazers that the wolves have like the worst record in the world against, like in their arena? Aren't it? Isn't that a place like a house of horrors historically for the Timberwolves? I thought I remembered that Portland's always given them like insane, insane fits. Um, uh,
1: yeah. They, well, the wolves in general, I feel like, just don't well, perform true, well too. against anybody that's historically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, the well, the the, the, the Suns early on. I don't know if you guys remember, but the the wolves had lost like twenty, their first twenty eight, or some. They went on some ridiculous losing streak against the Suns and the Bulls like in the 90s before Kevin Garnett and Marbury finally put an end to it. But the Blazers have been a problem inside that arena
4: for sure. Uh they have played 123 regular season games in Portland and the Wolves had 36 victories. So okay, yes, a good. pretty yeah, it's terrible, it's the Wolves baby. Terrible. Yes, it, it is the Wolves.
3: It's the Wolves. So what, why are we not talking about more on an from a national perspective? Why is there not more conversation about what the Blazers are going to do with Dame though? Cuz Dame's a, I mean Dame's a great player. I I love him but i feel like the way this league operates there should be talk about what would be best for him and where he, he should play so this must be the last stand of how can we get him more pieces and, and now and now that stotts is gone as coach and and by the way just quickly how about the fact that the nba had two coaches flat out fired uh the the guy with orlando clifford i believe is his name mm-hmm. and terry stotts and that both the reports were they've they've agreed to part company is that the new fired? <laughs> Agreed to part ways. Agreed to yeah, part listen, Yeah, listen, Terry
1: Stotts, you've been one of the most clutch and best players in modern NBA history and uh, can't get out of our own way. Now, I will say, I don't know what else Terry Stotts is supposed to do when C.J. McCollum, who's a good player, is, is the second best player on that team for years. So I, I get the logic. As people start to piece together, how can the Blazers help Dame Lillard? Well, a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, just sort of elevating – the number 2 player on that team makes a lot of sense. I still don't think it makes sense for the Wolves to just trade Cat to the Blazers, even if it's a three-way deal, for nothing. And that brings me to NBAanalysis.net for Part 2 of Carl Anthony Towns' trade rumor weekend.
4: Reckless speculation.
1: Now, Stephen A. Smith is reporting buzz. uh, NBAanalysis.net just has five blockbuster trades we would love to see this offseason. So this is just like their wish list of trades, and they float a couple different ones out there. They float, I think there's a Knicks trade in there somewhere, and they get to this one: Carl Anthony Towns to the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I mean, the logic is simple, right? You're gonna get Clay back, but you've got you're kind of toward the back end of your window, and if you can, instead of tinkering around with Kelly Oubre and James Wiseman, just get a bona fide star to go with. The Hall of Famers in the backcourt, right? And Draymond Green still has a couple of years left. And you put Karl-Anthony sure. Towns in the middle of that ecosystem. And the logic there is Golden State's back to being the favorite in the Western Conference. But here's the kicker. You'll never believe what the trade package is. So according to NBAanalysis.net's wish list, to get a trade finalized, James Wiseman would have to be at the forefront, which would be good for the Wolves and Andrew Wiggins would also have to go back to the Timberwolves (laughs) to make salaries work. Wait.
3: (laughs) Hard no. Hard no. No, but they really did this as a dream. So they basically don't care about the Wolves one bit. Uh, But
1: they're also sending Damian Lee, uh, is it Eric uh, Pashal, and multiple first-round picks back to the Timberwolves. So maybe this is where, like, if the – the only Henry way, Wiggins. the only way I would consider this, mm-hmm. and I don't even—I I think you can do this, if Golden State were to get the Wolves pick, could they send it back to the Wolves in a trade? By the way, I'm not looking to trade Carl Anthony Towns anymore after what I saw in the last month. Yep. I want to go one more year for sure with this nucleus and see what happens. But, yep. but these are just things, I think, as you look at what the national perception is of Towns and the Timberwolves, you're already seeing like we're one round into the NBA playoffs and already you got talking heads and websites around just looking for ways to pull cat away from the Timberwolves.
3: Yeah. And I think it's fair to say nationally that the wolves are perceived by the media as essentially a, a potential feeder system for the rest of the league. And so like, if the wolves have a player like this, it's going to be talked about how can you get that player to a good team? So it's going to be more fun. So yeah so if I can go second because I I'll give you a statement off of your statement and that is this as much as we love one reckless speculation which is fantastic and as much as we do love trades because trades are great the time is not right to trade cat that doesn't mean it, it won't be eventually and you know because I don't know where this is going to go but if you look at what the wolves have done, uh, th- the fact that Chris Finch came in and did a pretty darn nice job but didn't have a training camp and clearly didn't have much practice time and that he's now going to have the luxury of all of those things this coming fall and that we get to see Finch's system installed completely with Cat and Ant Delo. and the fact that things are going to change greatly probably for this franchise in the next coming year or two the timing is not right to trade cat
1: yeah i i agree i listen we did an episode back in the early part of 2021 in which cat came back from injury and i don't think D'Lo dilo had gone back on the injured list with the knee surgery but it was just like you know at what point after half a decade you got to win some more games like if he's going to be the centerpiece of your team you got to win some more games but um I was a little early on that. I was I was sort of in the mode of listen if they want to shop him this offseason and they can get a haul for him, whatever. Just make Anthony Edwards the centerpiece. But this thing just looked very intriguing with Chris Finch at the helm over the last month or so. And so I, we're going to get more of this. This is not going to be. I'm, I'm sure the Wolves are going to get phone calls. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm sure and Gerson Rosas. He's not going to be super open about this. But he is a friend of the show. Friend if of the show. Can get him on at some point. I'll text him.
3: Oh, he'll tell us what's going on. I'm getting calls from... Yeah. Portland. are you guys kidding?
1: We've got calls from everybody. You know, Gerson just started following me on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm just like... I'm always a little bit ashamed because... That was a drop right there. He's... No, I'm saying, like, I'm always a little bit ashamed in that, like, they're going to be so disappointed in my accounts. (laughs) I don't have any value to offer Gerson on social media. I'm probably just going to rip... I'm ripping his owner You're all the time. A team
3: left and right. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's just gonna fine. be like
1: pictures of like food and restaurants
3: that he doesn't care about. Just... <laughs> he might care about those things though. Yeah, he might. I don't think so. Like he I he really might know. he might actually have decided to follow you not for your sports takes at all, but for your food and restaurant takes. I guess oh, it could or be or you, you know, it could be very concerning is if a lot of Wolves people start to follow Phil because they want to know what life is like yes. in the Pacific Northwest. that's what I was about to say. That's
4: what I was exactly yeah. about to say. they yeah. scouting. Like scouting. like, hey,
3: <laughs> Phil, um, do you like the place, the area that you live in? And you're like, what, Gerson, why? I mean, you, you're you happy in Minneapolis. <laughs> well, yeah. What yeah, are your but,
1: three favorite neighborhoods? To live in? Yeah. I'm asking for could a Could you
3: go out today and find out more about the school system in, in uh you know, Seattle Bell, for Bell, me, Bell, please. Yeah. Could you go? Could you go vet the Seattle school system for me? I mean, I'm just asking you to do that. I, I can't really tell you why. <laughs>
4: Amazing. Uh, so, all right, we're gonna keep getting these rumors. Speckless. All right, I got. I have a wolf statement that I'll get into here too, and and mine is don't fall into the wolves trap. So what <laughs> I mean by that is and. I know there's two decorated Wolves fans, mostly Phil here, but what, they went 7-6 and six down their last 13 games. They played 500 basketball over their last dozen games of the season. They showed some promise. They showed some life. But, I mean, let's be honest. They were reeling it in against some pretty bad teams. The Wolves have done this before. I, I, I like what I'm seeing in Anthony Edwards. I think it's his team. I really do think this is now his team going forward, and I'm excited to see that. But I think they're still so far away, and they need they need like to hit a great trade or a great swing to put them even into the conversation of the top 10 of the West. So yeah, a little maybe premature to start the Carleton town trade rumors, but I still think the wolves are going to need a lot more pieces or a lot or or one more integral piece to put them over the top into the conversation of being one of the best teams, the Western conference. So the falling into that wolves trap of, Oh, but down the stretch, we looked all right. And there's been a new coach here. And like, we've heard that song and dance so many times. So many Minnesota sports fans do, and I want the Wolves to be good in this town because it's good for business, but at the same time, don't fall into a Wolves trap because last season's ending, in my opinion, is classic Timberwolves fandom.
1: Okay, and that's fair, but the other Wolves, to me, the, like that's that's one Wolves trap. But then like the bigger Wolves trap is, oh, we can't make it work with this superstar, and so I guess we'll shrug our shoulders because we're incompetent and trade him, right? Like, oh man, it really sucks that we have Kevin Garnett for 12 years and can't get out of the first round more than once. Uh, and so instead of like rolling up our sleeves and trying to find something to pair with him after Cassell and Sprewell go over the age cliff, it's like, oh, let's try Mike James. Oh my God, it didn't work. Let's trade him, you know, or Kevin Love. Um, well, Ricky Rubio can't shoot. Um, well, I guess we'll just trade everybody. Yeah, you know, they just like just be competent. Just be co- like, you've got some stars here. Let's. I think the hope here is that Anthony Edwards quickly becomes. What Devin Booker has become over the last handful, like that, he just becomes this thirty points when you need it, fourth quarter clutch player that can hit from anywhere, and uh, and and like you're seeing these guys, these wing players that are just sort of they're sort of combo guards, and they can just drop forty points when they need it in a big game. Donovan Mitchell with the Jazz, I just want I want if Ant turns into that quickly. I think we're going to be talking about a team that I'm not saying wins a championship in like the next three to five years, but you're talking about a team that's going to be, especially with LeBron coming down and Steph and Clay are in their mid 30s. Um, there's going to be room to emerge into the top six or eight in the Western Conference in the next two years.
3: And there, there's also currently 10 spots now with, with the play-in, so like you've got a chance to to get yourself in, into what I think we all would agree would be a productive franchise here. Uh, The thing with Cat, too, though, so here's where I'm intrigued. Not just Cat on the floor as far as what he can do. I'm also very intrigued by with Ant there now. And Ant, and I I agree with Dex. Like, I think that the personality of this team is going to morph into Ant's team and that that process is already in place. So where I'm curious to see this play out is what's that dynamic going to be like for Cat? Because I I think it's going to be freeing for Cat. I think he's going to like it. I think the whole, I don't think he's the type of person who likes the whole, this is your team, Cat, and you, and like Butler, Butler tried to challenge him to beat that guy, and it completely backfired. Ant's not going to be a jerk here. I think Ant's just going to accept the mantle that this is his team, and it's going to allow Cat to still be a complete star player, yeah. but as far as personality-wise, it's going to allow him to morph into a role where I think in life he's far more comfortable being. And that's part of the equation that I really want to see play out now because Ant could, or I'm sorry, Cat could be far more effective uh, in many ways being in that role where he's still counted upon to be really, really good, but it's not, you know, quote, unquote, Cat's team. It's going to yep. be Ant's team because his personality is just so damn good. Yeah, and yeah, it would
1: obviously if like Damian Lillard was the Batman and Cat was the Robin, that would be it. That's an intriguing thing for national talking heads to speculate on, and I totally get that. Or if he was the third guy, second or third guy, uh, out in Oakland, San Francisco with Golden State. Like, I get it. I get the national speculation, but I think you owe it to Anthony Edwards to see if that scenario can play out here in the in Twin Cities. Um, Boys, let are you guys good on Wolves here? Can we yeah. get to some Twins stuff here? Oh, absolutely. Big oh, I've weekend for got, the Twins. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I've, I'm have i locked and yes. loaded with hot Twins takes. Yes,
1: Perfect. And our Twins discussions, talking Twins every day here on Mackie & Judd, powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk. And summer is heating up, legitimately heating up. Very swassy weekend oh. in the Twin Cities. Motorcycle season <laughs> is in full swing. So whatever you ride, whether it's a Harley, Indian, metric, cruiser, sport bike, you'll find what you need At DennisKirk.com, 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Order before 8 p.m. They ship the same day, and shipping is free on orders over $89. DennisKirk.com, best in the business. I have concluded. A big home run by Miguel to put the Twins in front in one of those wins over the weekend. Miguel Sano is the Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Twins (laughs) in that a lot of his productivity comes either when the season is no longer, like when, when they're 10 games below a 500, or in the case of Kirk Cousins, they were 1-5, in five, and then he hits the gas pedal, or it's in situations within games where the game is largely out of reach. Not all the time, but when you look at Sano's career numbers, okay, when the margin is four runs or more on either side of whoever, like whether they're down by more than four or up by more than four, his OPS... Is 100 points higher in his career than, for instance, in tied games. So big home run, put the Twins in front. But of course, where was he when they were slipping three games, five games, 10 games, 12 games under 500, right? Then he hits the gas pedal when a lot of the pressure is hit. So he reminds me of Kirk Cousins. Look at, see, Miguel, <laughs> you, you guys wrote off Miguel. Well, where was he when they were 500? Yeah. Where was he when they needed him yeah. in the middle of April, the beginning of yeah. May, right? Yes. I mean, congrats. You beat the Royals, but, oh, it's like the Jaguars. Well, see, Kirk, I mean, it was the Jaguars, and then it was the Panthers, and you guys were one in five. I was like, going to say, where was this? One of his worst games against the right.
3: Falcons. Yeah. yeah.
1: Fair, fair comparison?
3: Yes. I, I, I'm hot about this weekend, and I don't care about the two wins. What do you mean? They won. I They won two games. They Friday night was a gross embarrassment. I, I I am I am upset about this weekend. Like, I was bordering. You got and, to watch Astadio pitch again? I don't know. On, like, you, 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 I was, just, you don't want to have fun watching baseball. I was so mad.
1: All right. Off your he throws st- Ephus pitches. Yeah.
3: Isn't it's it funny? Fun. Oh, it's great fun. It's fun at the ball yard. It's so great to see complete gross incompetence from everybody from the manager on down. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um My statement, and it does sort of coincide or work with your Sano statement as well, As my statement is very, very simple. YouTube subscribers, YouTube TV, you were the lucky ones because you couldn't get Bally Sports North. And people like me lauded it over your head. Oh, I've got it. I've got cable. I pay a big cable bill so I can watch all the Twins games on Bally Sports North. Nana, nana, boo, boo. Yeah, look at me. Aren't I cool? In every way, you won, okay? I give up, including this one. Post game show yesterday, coming up on Bally Sport or on Twins Twins Live or Bally Sports Live. I don't know what you call it. I don't even care. Coming up, and I believe they showed a graphic on on this. Miguel Sano continues, or Miguel Sano's big day, or Miguel Sano's hot streak. Look at the box score yesterday. Hot, hot he had a, it's like he had hits. a double. It's he like had two hits in two. Weeks. He had a double, and, and, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. But he had a double that drove in a run on Sunday, and then I believe he struck out at least three times. And I think he was one for five, okay? Okay. And you're going to break down post game. You're going to try and sell to me. Let me get this straight. You're going to tell me. You're seriously going to sit there and tell a guy who's paying a massive cable bill to get your network. That this guy had a good day, and that Miguel Sano, oh, man, he really got into a groove because he hit a long home run on Saturday, which we knew was coming, and that he had a double on Sunday, and then he struck out, and he didn't just strike out; he looked completely lost again, completely feeble. Um, tip of the iceberg, though, because on Friday night, can I get to that just quickly? Oh, on no, Friday, the floor is on, yours, on all Friday yours night. Right I'm yeah, watching. It's all yours on Friday night again. The guy with the big cable bill. Okay, <laughs> big cable bill. So I got to write the. Be and moan here. Who's got two thumbs and a big, big cable, cable bill? bill? This guy. This guy right here, <laughs> sitting right here. All right. So on Friday night, I mean, that thing goes sideways instantly. Nine first inning runs against Matt Shoemaker, who I believe got one out.
1: By this- the way, I, I loved at the end where Matt Shoemaker and his press conference said, he's just baffled. Like, statistically, it's so improbable. To give up that- <laughs> I mean, it really is, Matt. It really is improbable.
3: So he unlucky. He's doomed. So He's <laughs> Everything is somebody else's. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, what happened
4: me? <laughs> Why do these girls keep ghosting me? What am I doing wrong? Is it me? Yes, it's it probably is improbable. me. Yes,
3: <laughs> but we got so so again the guy with two thumbs and the big cable bill had to sit through a baseball game where the announcers were basically just started telling stories and ignoring the game and didn't give me anything on this team that has gone. So su- give me something, tell me what's going wrong here. Like I, I'm not asking you to rip them for the entire game, which I did put on Twitter. Uh, I'd like to back off from that just a little bit, but I am asking you to give me a in-depth breakdown on what's going wrong here. I mean, shoemakers giving up nine runs and nobody's really t- and you know, Somebody could tell me, okay, here's what's going on, or here's what we think. Uh, The whole thing is, it's coming undone at the seams, and I start to get stories about things I don't care about. It's just, it drives me crazy. My intelligence is so insulted by any game that Bally Sports North, aside from one guy, Jim Pete, for sure, okay? I absolved Jim Pete completely. But aside from Jim Pete, no analyst ever tells me what the hell is wrong. By the way, it's ridiculous.
1: There are 105 pitchers in baseball this year who have thrown at least 50 innings to qualify for the ERA title. Matt Shoemaker
3: is the only one with an ERA over seven. Oh,
4: that's nice. You know
3: what's weird? He you know what's weird about ball. that? It's like I watch him pitch, and, I mean, he just seems like uh, he's working so hard. Did, did you did you see the excuse, too, about the sweat? He said he couldn't dry. Oh, drive. no. Guys. Oh, yeah. He used an excuse about it's it's incredible. Like, like maybe what's happening is other pitchers
1: are using these like amazing, elaborate, like science lab substances to get three hundred million dollar contracts like Garrett Cole. And Matt Shoemaker has just been using like sweat glands. And like is Matt Shoemaker just using like the sweat. slipperiest substances ever? He can't hit a spot. Could, God Someone dude. show Matt Shoemaker. What Garrett Cole is using to get some extra spin rate on those pitches? Could he okay? get
3: a a potential from baseball? Could he get a w- waiver to cheat? So like, just pl- start-
1: The hitter, even the hitters are like, dude, just here, just let him cheat. I, I, I want to hook you up with my guy here. Like he's been, he's supplying half the pitchers in baseball with a tacky stuff. I got this just, stuff from Europe. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's just painful.
3: give him a waiver to cheat because <laughs> he needs something. God.
4: Oh my God! All right, Declan. Yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, as some of our loyal audience knows, I, I took a little vacay over the weekend. I flew down to North Carolina, and off the Judds Twins Point, I got on a humongous soapbox on Friday night uh, with my brother and his two neighbors in the garage over the twins. And <laughs> I, I, I is think this I, like
1: like this is just you guys, or is this on social
4: media? No, this, was this, this was this was this was live in person, just us, um, down in in sweltering heat in outside of the suburbs in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I think I mentioned on the last time I went down there a few months ago that we we go down there we talk baseball. They're big New York fans. They love the Yankees. They love the Giants. So they saw me right before the season started, and they had I and and they had high hopes for the Twins because they, they like rooting for the Twins. But they so they asked me what the, you know what the hell has happened? You know I thought your Twins were supposed to be great. You're going to be winning the AL Central. You'll be in the driver's seat. And I in a couple cocktails in as well went on a drunken rage of how much this team pisses me off. So my statement is, even when I'm a 1,000 miles away, unplugged from Minnesota sports, the Twins still manage to piss me off. And I just got an, on an absolute soapbox about it, how they can't pitch. They're old. They have no prospects that are basically being given good opportunities. Their core players are now regressing. And eventually, to a point, my brother was like, Declan, we get it. You're pissed off. Get off your soapbox. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get off my soapbox. They asked me my opinion on this ball club. I'm going to give it to him. So even when I'm a thousand miles away, (laughs) unplugged from Mackie and Judd, unplugged from Minnesota twins, I have the group chat muted. I'm not texting you two. I still find a way on a Friday night in another state to get upset about the Minnesota twins. I mean, there needs to be
1: therapy for this. And maybe that's what we, maybe that's what we should just, maybe that's our business. That's what we are. Maybe we need to just pivot and charge people. Listen, if you're finding yourself at family gatherings Multiple states away. You're supposed to be unplugged. There's no need for you to at all be following a 13 games below 500 Twins team on a Friday night with family cocktail in hand. And you just can't unplug mentally. Can't. We're here for you. I'm Mackie and Judd. In fact, there's a feedback tab on the new Score North app, which you can download for free mm-hmm. on the uh, in the Apple and Google Play stores. You tap on that feedback icon. You can send us a quick message, a video, a photo. We can incorporate it into the show. And be
3: your therapist. So check out the brand new
1: Score North app.
3: There are there is no such thing as unplugging. From your passions, though, I admire that, Declan. You got to carry that passion with you. Got to carry that
2: that vitriol. Well, my
4: passion for the cocktails didn't quit. That was that was actually heightened. I mean that that was that was that was an wrong issue with at that all. either, Declan, yeah, nothing was, wrong with that was either. Wasn't an issue for that at all.
2: The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over seven thousand yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees, and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants this oasis just minutes away from downtown minneapolis provides a magical escape to nature it's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop stop in or visit golfthemeadows.com. that's golfthemeadows.com, owned and operated by the shakopee mdwakanton sioux community
1: um all right let's uh anybody else have any other twins thoughts twin statements here because i got i got i got a couple other topics
3: i want to oh i got another tw- yeah <laughs> oh go ahead you get your oh, last twins one. Oh, yeah. oh la- last twins one Dude, you don't know the anger that Dude, I felt on Friday no. night. You don't it's know that I. Felt. This
4: is your opportunity. Go for this it. Is your, this is your okay. time to yeah. shine right here. Okay.
3: All right. This is off wins, by the way. I'm about to say this off of two wins. Rocco Baldelli, you've got to be kidding me. Let me get this straight. Saturday in the eighth, you're up by I believe one run, five-four. Kayla Rogers comes into pitch. Looks great. Twelve pitches. Bing, bang, boom. Taylor Rogers. Ninth inning comes around. I think maybe Taylor will come back because he's pitching well. And you, this is not an ordinary. You like you're not sitting in first place here. Your team simply just needs to win a bleeping baseball game. I don't even think it's for um, position in the st- uh, standings. I just think you need to win a baseball game. Taylor Rogers. Twelve pitches. Oh yeah, bring him back. Hansel Robles comes in.
1: You, Judd hates
3: him. Immediate, <laughs> immediate double that almost goes out as a home run to center. Now, eventually, eventually he gives up a rocket to Simmons that turns into a a six five double play. Okay, but it was a rocket, so the Twins catch a break. Five four win. Okay, all right, cut a break. At that point in time, Rocco does not make my statements because I'm like, okay, I didn't like that, but whatever. And then, and then he crossed. He crossed the line on Sunday. <laughs> Hansel Robles comes in in the eighth. All right, okay. Like I swallow hard. I get it. Statistically, it looks fine. That's something too. Is if you just look at at Robles' statistics, they look okay. If you watch him, it drives you crazy. So yeah, he, he gets, is, his ERA is three point zero four yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, and like if you look at his. Outings, they all – he he walks, guys. But it's way worse to watch that, than it is to look at uh, box score-wise or statistically after the fact. So, anyway, Robles, eighth inning pitches well. Good for him. And now it's Taylor Rogers' time. And Whit Merrifield uh, is coming up for the Royals to lead off the ninth. And I believe he's hitting 330 or something off of Southpaws. So that's – you know, the, so – but I mean, still, Rogers is the better option here. He just is, and Robles isn't because you know, you know, if you overextend Hansel, something's going to happen. Rocco sends him back out for the ninth. He gives up an immediate rocket to Whit Merrifield, who's standing on second Merrifield. base, and now Rodgers comes in and he What's does Merrifield? close What's out saying? the game. But what are you doing, Rocco? Like, like you can, you don't have to go by the book. You can go by gut. Taylor Rogers is pitching pretty damn well right now, which actually makes me feel good about him. But Hansel Robles is, and, and he, he is the problem with people who actually don't watch games and check out statistics. He's he's the poster child for the problem. Um, what are you doing? I don't know, like, how many
1: options they have. Like, Taylor Rogers can't just pitch all of the innings, and so... You no, know, like, could have they pitched- have to finish games with guys other than Taylor Rogers sometimes. I, no. mean, I, I agree with you that Hanson Robles walks the plank every time he's out there. But
3: I would have gotten the role. But I would have gotten the role. continuing to pitch into the ninth if Rogers had gotten if Rogers had pitched two in- innings on Saturday. But I mean, this was just a flip flop. See, why can't you watch these games over the weekend and say, flip-flop. "Wow,
1: another triple play." And Miguel Snow is the triple play whisperer. He's just out there every year. He's just turning triple plays. Why can't you just be happy, man?
4: We've turned more triple plays than playoff wins in the last 20 years.
3: Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Since 2017, they've turned like five.
4: Yeah, they definitely
1: have I they mean have, they have they a have, lot more than yeah. playoff wins since yeah, two thousand four. Right no. How many like how many other teams have as many triple plays turned as the twins in the last like ten years? I actually saw this
3: uh, from Sarah Langs who who yep. does a ton of stat stuff. I believe she said from I believe she tweeted from two thousand five to two thousand seventeen the twins didn't turn a triple play and since two thousand seventeen they've turned like five.
1: Yeah. yeah. Look at that. See? I don't know, that's what I took away from the weekend. <laughs> Miguel Sano is clutch, and he's the triple play whisper. I'm still upset about it. Wrong. They
3: won two games, and I'm still upset. Oh. I'm with Declan here. I'm just uh, have my whisper. Do you there. have another twin statement? Let me see. Let me check up my notes. Oh yeah, one more, <laughs> one more. <laughs> Give me more, Nick Gordon. I think this kid can play. Yeah, where where was he for like the last three I, he years? He was bare. And well, Phil, the last like two weeks, but before he started to play before I think Arise got hurt, Nick Gordon was with the team. They just wouldn't play him. Like, it was the most incredible thing because they play guys. I mean, they play everybody they can, but they wouldn't play Nick Gordon. So, but But here's what they need to do, and it's not that hard. Nick Gordon played second. I would personally, at this point in time, a lot of days, not every day, but a lot of days, move Polanco back to short for now. And Simmons can play occasionally until I trade him. But Andrelton Simmons playing for you right now, like, if the choice is expo- exploration of the future, right, or let's try and milk a win from a shortstop who at the plate does almost nothing, but he can play short. Okay, that ship sailed in April. Like, that's gone now. Th- this team lost entirely too much. So I want to see as much of Gordon as possible because I think there's a I think there's a fighting chance here that he can really play. Uh, and seeing Simmons play does you no good. It does you no good at this point. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, they need to showcase some of these
1: guys to be traded, I think, we're kind of now that we're in June here we're a week into June you're getting to the point where all right I know, I know they just won two straight games and there's probably still a lot of people I'm sure I'm sure Twins Daily will have nine features about how the Twins have turned it all around but like they're going to start trading veterans at some point here so you want Andrelton Simmons to be front and center with the glove to show somebody yeah, that but hey he can come they know in he
2: can
3: play defense
2: they know if, he can play hey, short. I'm saying like if,
1: you're, if you if you sit him 5 days a week then the value goes down because the other team is going to be like, well, I, I think you are going to get you are the worst team in you are the fourth yeah. worst team in baseball, and you guys don't see value. Play in him, Nick so. Gordon. That's my mandate. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm done. all right. Here is my uh, moving on to other topics. Here, Floyd Mayweather is the most boring great fighter yeah. of all time, but we keep falling for it. So, well, yeah. most most people I keep falling for it. I didn't it. watch. Did you buy it. the pay per view? I did not buy the pay per view, okay. but I did. But I did watch it. Yeah,
4: got it. <laughs> got it.
3: I got you. you know you two are robbing the economy every the day. Economy, please. I think Flo- I mean Floyd has talked openly
1: before the fight against Jake Paul and after the fight about how this, is, this this is legalized bank robbery. You know somebody asked him on one of those Showtime lead-ups like 2 weeks ago they do the 24/7 thing. You know a lot of people are wondering, why are you fighting a YouTube star in Jake Paul? He goes, when someone offers you a chance to rob a bank legally, you do it. <laughs> And so there was a point in that fight, which Good was an eight-round fight. And by he the way, Floyd, Floyd was giving up, like, 40 pounds in weight and, like, four inches of height. And so, like, he would never fight someone that size that has an actual background as a professional boxer. But there was a point in that fight where Floyd knocked him out. And you could see Jake Paul's, like, lifeless body starts to go limp. And Floyd holds him up for, like, 10 seconds and pretends to hug him so that Jake Paul could come to consciousness. and they could He's got a heart. Fight. No, it's not a heart. He's got a brain. Yeah. And the more that he can make these exhibition fights look like they're actual competitions, the more he can line, you know, a second one, a third one, a fourth one up. But Floyd Mayweather and you and I, Judd, you and I went to Royce's house to watch the the last real, real fight he had was against Conor McGregor. Like that was, this was an exhibition against Jake Paul. The Conor McGregor thing was an actual like sanctioned fight. And he makes $100 million off all these, regardless of what you call them. But uh, we went to that, that. So that's the last time he fought in a real fight four years ago. The last time he knocked somebody out, not a TKO, like a real knockout, was 10 years ago. He, he's a defensive fighter. Yes, he, um, he doesn't throw haymakers. His fights are the most boring of any top fighter in history. And he makes $100 million every time he steps in the ring. Bravo to him, I guess. Bravo to him.
3: What was the pay-per-view price for this one?
1: I think it was $50. Bucks, mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh I think it was God. 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Chad Ocho Ochocinco was Card part passed. of the undercard, and he went four rounds before
3: getting his clock cleaned. <laughs> What's going on with guys trying to box who don't know how to box? I don't know. I yeah, boxing's
1: in know. a weird spot.
3: Who, who that, was the basketball guy that tried to box? A few, Nate Robinson. Months. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. got.
1: I think didn't he get beat by Jake Paul's brother Logan Paul? Yes,
4: he got his. Yes,
1: pretty. I'm pretty sure now we get like YouTubers are just like fighting. Do all NBA the Pauls just go just <laughs> fight? What does it say for your sport that? Like, more people are going to pay to watch a YouTuber and a former NBA player than, like, your actual top stars and your
3: top heavyweights, right? Yeah, it's sad. Sweet science, though, man. That's a dangerous uh, thing to j- just dabble in, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I, unless you're fighting Floyd. Because, honestly, like, uh. Floyd's not going to knock you out. Well, he, I guess he kind of did.
3: He might hold the, you up from what up, you yeah. just said. He might hold yeah. you up after he knocks you out. No. All right, back I, with I me. we're back to
4: Declan here. Yeah. All right, yep. Uh after watching what happened in the debacle on the PGA over the weekend, my statement is John Rahm deserved better. Uh, Six-stroke lead. He obviously had to withdraw because of a positive COVID test. I know there was a lot of anti-vaxxer people out there, which was, like I think, incorrect information. I believe the, the thing was he had one vaccine shot so far. He had one out of two. He had a close contact with someone, hence why he was getting Tested every single day, and I, I don't know if the PJ is even doing. Are they doing the rapid test for every golfer participant no, every they, single day? Well, they
3: were. I don't know if they're. No, they're, no. If you, have what they did is, if you are, if you have your vaccination card, yeah, you, you aren't subject to that. But the problem was, Romit had contact with a person. He, he's not, as you said, vaxed, and he had contact with a person who had COVID. And so in order to participate in that tournament, he had to he had to be tested every single day of the
4: tournament. And so what would you Oh, go ahead? I was just going to say that, like, I would have loved for him to go out there on Sunday, finish. It's golf. It's the most socially distant sport. He was he was playing so well. I was conflicted on the fact of when you saw that because you saw the TV cameras go to him. I mean, for God's sakes, I think Nance made the point like I thought someone died. Like, it, it, he he reacted like literally he had lost someone inc- incredibly close to him. Now, I can understand yeah. his frustrations the being is- at an all-time damn high, leading the dang tournament with a day to play up six strokes. So the frustrations for sure warranted. But I, I just thought in general he deserved better, man. He absolutely well, so deserved so Jim better.
1: Nance was recklessly speculating. Well, so the TV footage, I guess I didn't see it. But, so they show him walking off 18, and someone tells him.
4: Yeah, they, they, they literally like, go. You oh, him. oh, you didn't so see So Jim that, Nance
1: though? is like speculating on what so, happened.
4: I, I, I didn't, yeah. he, yes, like, they, so they, they, they show him, they're like, hey, you, you did, we just got your results back, you tested positive. And he, like, collapses, like, down in, and was like, you've got to be kidding me. Why is this happening again? I don't know if he had another, if he's been tested positive before or something. So you have,
1: heard him say that? Yeah, he
4: was, he was, he, he was like, you've got, got to be kidding him. me. Yeah, he had a hot would, mic and everything.
3: But you guys, he's walking off 18. And like, instead of that, why they didn't wait till he got into the clubhouse to be like, oh, dude, exactly. we got, some well, they didn't want bad-
1: to walk into a clubhouse without a mask. Like, well, but like,
3: why wouldn't you like take him away? Like, why would you inform him? He's literally walked. He's just walked he's off the 18. green. Yeah,
2: he's like, off he's the just green. off
3: the green. And they like <laughs> run up to him and tell him. But they also probably knew before he was walking off the green.
2: Right? They did. Like, they but, probably knew when he was but my point. Is why, why wouldn't why? you?
3: Why wouldn't you take him away from that? Like the cameras and, and inform him somewhere else. Like they did it right in front of it. It was it was weird. it was one of the PR wise one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: it, would, would there? I saw some people speculating would there have been a way for him to come out on Sunday and just like play around by himself, carry his own bag if he wants to, and try to protect a six stroke lead. And my I think my retort to that would be well, all right, He has COVID, and so. You don't want him to just be like, out. I know that it's socially distant, but yeah. if he hits a ball wayward into the gallery or something, do you have to, like, back everyone up even more? Like, its is he going to touch the flagpoles? Like, there's, I get it. Like, it'd be one thing if if it, if it was just a precautionary thing because he had a close contact, but he hadn't tested positive. But, like, he was confirmed to have had COVID, right? So, yeah. I don't know if you can let it play Can I go into
3: a, a, a slightly controversial statement off of this the whole whole thing, too? Are we going to get fired right yeah, now? We're going to get fired.
0: No, I don't think we will, but cost. we will rub
3: some people the wrong way, but I want to make it very clear. I'm not passing judgment here. I'm just saying, if you're an athlete, okay, and you elect to, and by the way, this is your right completely, so I'm not saying that this is not your right, but you, but the vaccination has been out there now for quite some time, and the country's got a lot. Like, I don't know why, but we got a lot. Uh, if you elect to slow play the vaccination and or simply just say, no, I'm not going to do it, unfortunately, and I think this statement makes perfect sense. You are potentially forfeiting business rights because it's your right not to do it. But as we, we saw with Rom, right, it's their right to be like, dude, I'm sorry, you're done. Um, so so I think it's a very interesting, like if I'm an athlete, I think no matter politically or, or vaccination wise how I feel, <clears throat> I'm doing it for for my paycheck. I'm doing it for myself as far as as what I do from a business standpoint, which I don't think is a huge a huge controversial statement but i mean he John Rahm lost millions of dollars cuz he didn't because if he had been vaccinated fully and i believe and that doesn't mean that you can't get covid but they wouldn't have been testing him i don't think yeah the other thing
1: too is not to turn this into a big vaccination debate but what i've always been confused by and i you know not disrespectfully but you know what we, well, we don't know what's in it well do you know what's in the smallpox one yeah, no, do you know do no. you know what's in the polio one like i don't Have you? I mean, sorry, I haven't taken a microscope to the formula. Like, I don't know what's in it either. But I know that life expectancy keeps going up, so I just sort of trust that it works.
3: If you told me, if if you told me today, Judd, I can give you a shot, and there is a ninety five percent chance you'll be fine, and there's a five percent chance you'll die, and and the but the flip side is, if you take that shot, I will give you two million dollars at the end of today.
1: I'm thinking long and hard. So you're saying if you're John Rom in that spot and someone offers you cuz 2 million dollars wasn't that the wasn't that Well, the, it's
3: around the purse probably, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: But that's what I'm saying. But but, but 5% death seems a little high in that case. Would you guys risk okay, 5%, but it's not 5% death, death. To, for 2 million dollars uh tournament winnings? But it's not 5% million? death. It Well, no, but
3: you just said 5% death. Well, yeah, no no, I I'm saying I'm doing that. His 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 choices were simpler cuz they they weren't saying death but yes, yes. would you I, risk 5% at death 51, for a 2
4: million dollar check Yes. at 51 yeah. at 51 I'm 100%. doing it I do that at 28 I do that right now okay
1: cuz I'm doing 100%. it at 51
4: yeah 5% I love
1: how we just like the arbitrary 5% death yeah. clause here which 100%. has no bearing in yeah, reality that's a bl- it's like a black
4: mirror episode but yeah I'm, I'm, ab- I'm down yeah
1: what's the what's the lowest amount of money that you would that you would take with a 5% I think Definitely. I need around $2 mil- uh, I think I need two million, a couple million, uh, like five hundred thousand. Half. You a million. take you five hundred thousand dollars for, for half a fi- but but five percent. You have to spin the wheel. <laughs> yeah, in five. It's like the yeah. price is right wheel. Yeah, so 000.
3: you would take five hundred thousand. That's 000. not that much, really. Uh, I, mean, that's uh, good, I mean, it's yeah. good. but it's not great.
4: No, I would do it. I lived a good life. I'm good. I, I if I win five hundred thousand, sweet. You're not even thirty yet. Yeah, exactly. Going going out in a good time. I'm, I'm not I'm not here for a long time. <laughs> My family history says I'm not going to make it long. So yeah, just give me the five hundred thousand if I can get it now.
1: Good for you. Wow. Uh, Declan's Life Roulette is powered by PXG. and all this golf conversation, PXG Minneapolis might not be able to extend your life or prevent you from hitting the 5% death slot on the wheel that we just spun, but they can improve your golf game and lower your score, maybe even under 100 uh, if you're like one of us here. So PXG Minneapolis, Southdale Center, check them out. They've got uh, the Gen 4 Golf Clubs in stock right now which are the best clubs that they have ever made which is saying something so check it out PXG Southdale Center and PXG.com slash Minneapolis. I think we're back to Judd
3: here. Your next statement sir. As a hockey fan, I am glad the Wild lost. This Avs Golden Knights series is spectacular. (laughs) It is it it is moving at a pace uh, that the rest of the team still playing would love to move. I'm I'm not saying that the rest of the series are bad, but this series, the speed of not just the games, not just the skating, but the passing, the uh, the skill is so high. And, and on one front, I think it's good for the Wild to see what they probably need to work to get to, but two, just as a fan of the sport, if you had told me, well, you know, I mean, the Wild and Avs will be fun. I'd be like, yeah, it might be fun, but I don't think it's going to be particularly close. <laughs> I mean, s- since Game 1, where after the Golden Knights came back, what, a, after a day off when they had played the seventh game against the Wild, since Game 2, I mean, this series is off the rails as far as speed, as far as skill, as far as if, if you are a fan, this is exactly what you want from this time of year. So, unfortunately... Wild, I'm sorry. I'm glad you lost because so is for great. Ho-
1: hockey fan, Judd is just enjoying objectively a great series between two great it, teams. Dex, it's incredible, it right? Is.
4: It's it's pretty damn awesome. It, it's off the rails. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, the um, speed what's of this the thing? number one thing the Wild can learn from these two teams that they can maybe apply this off season?
3: So I I got this tweet from a guy named Nick who who I don't know why, but, but we're pretty much in lockstep when it comes to how we think about the sport. Uh, and he, he had a great point and he's a thousand percent, right? He's like, it's not the skating speed. It's the speed of the passing. It's the speed of the, how they move the puck. And I really think that's the key thing. Like watch that part. Cause, yes. cause the wild can definitely have, has some guys that can skate, but this would be like having skill wise decks. I, I would equate this to if you had three or four Capri on your team, right. as far as skill goes. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like it, this is a tutorial in in why well Victor Rask can play for you now nah, he really can't well Ryan Hartman's fine at center actually he's not
1: it's funny like like and this is from non hockey expert guy here but we we do talk a lot about speed, and you do need speed quickness you do need to get you know get to loose pucks et cetera. but how often are you going to take a puck from your own end and just skate it you're just going to weave through three opposing players into the offensive zone exactly. right it's it's a tic tac toe precision. Passing game, being able to make those passes, accept the passes, and and skate in. So I like, I I agree. I like that point. Last one.
2: Enjoy a weed free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lake shore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to aquaside.com.
1: Yeah, any, any final statement? I actually I have a final statement yeah, go for, for you guys and this is this probably this probably hits more with Judd than with with Declan. Because Judd's an animal lover, and he has. Oh we, man, this is. Oh, we do had Someone to put we had to put Tommy down on Saturday, and like legitimately, like top five. Like if I'm ranking all the people and animals, and I grew up on a hobby farm, so we had a lot of animals. If I'm ranking yeah. like the top five people and animals that I've been sad about. Like my mom dying was number one. Tommy is top five, maybe top three. And my statement is, I always wonder, like whenever a whenever an animal dies, like I've had cats and dogs and horses and stuff. And um, I always wonder, is it, God, is it worth it? Like you just feel like garbage and it yep. just like rips your soul out when you have to put these animals down because they're suffering or if they die some other way. And I have come to the conclusion that it it is worth it. Like if you're a pet lover, so my statement is it's worth it. Even though they only live like 10 to 15 years and inevitably like they're going to die and you're going to be sad totally worth it. So RIP, Tommy, Tommy, little Tommy, man. Good, What's good like, life though, at least. Yeah. We had them for, we had Tommy and Tigger for, uh, we, we, we adopted them four years ago, always adopt help. And, and by the way, yeah. like rescue we knew. So we adopted when they were nine and 10, we adopted them from, I think it was the Woodbury uh, humane society. And our first thought was, man, like they're nine or 10. We don't know what their backgrounds are. So we don't know like all their health records and stuff. And, which makes it even less – they're probably not going to live till they're 20. Right. And so Tigger died two years later, and then Tommy died four years later. Um, but worth it every single time for the joy they bring to your life. Um, just for Declan, just
4: avoid the horses. If yeah, tar- no, that, if that's terrify, no problem. Just avoid the horses. That is no problem. I mean, I, I've always – I've I've loved the idea of having a dog. I, I watch my friends' dogs all the time. Um, I've always wanted a dog. I didn't grow up with a dog, but I've always really, really wanted one. And at the same time, though, because I I despise when this happens with a lot of people who are my age, who have gotten dogs, especially over the last year um, because of COVID. I can't stand when people get a dog and they then still are out 12 hours later partying and doing all this. Like, that's why I haven't gotten it yet, because I know that's a commitment. Like, that is a humongous, especially for a dog. That's a humongous commitment that you have to make time for. Leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah. I know you, and you, I know, I know Judd's thoughts on leaving the dog, dog. alone. But yeah, well, no.
1: Did you? Do you He's fine. You teach your dog how to use the human toilet, then you're fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, no and kidding. open the fridge. If they can teach him how to open the fridge and use a human toilet, you can just go away for a week. Stella hey, there's beer, beer, and, beer yeah. and
3: kibble in the fridge. Well, no, yeah, no, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go away for a week. But a small dog, you can leave alone for a while, and she's very happy. She'd rather avoid us half the time.
1: What I think what sucks about and I don't it's been a while since I've had a dog. It's probably been like 10 years. But with cats, particularly, they don't let you know that they're in pain until like they're three days away from dying. You know, like Tigger. So Tigger was always life of the party, like wake you up at six in the morning. Hey, clowns, feed me breakfast like, (laughs) you know. And then all of a sudden he just got quiet for a couple of days and started drooling more. And then he stopped eating and we were like, oh, he must have a tooth issue or something, right? right. Oh, no, yeah. he has inoperable mouth cancer and you have to put him down immediately. Mm. With Tommy, it was like he was bouncing around and he was life of the party. And then oh, he's like eating less. And then a couple of days later, he's not eating at all. Oh, let's take him in. Oh, he has lymphoma. Or, you know, it's like, okay. Right. All right.
3: Well, so. I'm sorry about that because that is a hard day. I, I remember when when we put our dog down years ago and it was just
1: sucked. Did you go from Holly to Stella or did they live together?
3: No, did we went from Holly to Stella. In fact, we so we put we put Holly down I forget the year and then we got Stella in 2011, but it was a pretty quick transition. But uh yeah, when they put her down, we we went into the room when they gave her the injection, you know, and oh I just bolted out of there bawling. Yep. It's like that's yeah. that's more I i'm not i'm not proud of this but i handled the death of my parents far better than that 100 like, percent. like i was prepared and i don't you know i was like okay they had i, I there's just something weird about it i don't yeah.
1: know no well it's, i mean they this is going to sound potentially callous toward humans too but like when grandparents or yeah like i've had a couple friends you know tragically pass away over the years right like if it, if it's an animal, they're part of your daily, right. literally like your minute by minute daily consciousness, and they're just right. a companion for you. They're part of your daily fabric. You build yeah. these little routines and rituals, and you know there's there's just like a hundred things that when they're gone, it's like oh man, there's right. a presence that they fill up in yeah. your house. So it's like it's literally like ripping away like a part of your soul when they die. I,
3: I do so. think I, I do think when when Stella passes, I would never go a long period now without a dog again because their personalities are such where where that the one good thing is they can be replaced like it's not the same uh but like i don't think i don't think it helps to be like well there, there will Never be a cat like Tommy again. Well, You're, like, so you're I treating think, it like Rick Spielman in the Vikings I think it helps to listen. replace him. I'm just telling you. And Sorry, you know what? Mike Hughes. You're Sorry, seventh them. round
4: pick. But we, 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 we want all of them. We want all the seventh round picks. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm just saying for my, yeah. Like if, if I'm the GM of the house, I'm going to replace the dog. <laughs> That's the one. So we, we spent
1: we spent yes so we put him down on saturday it was just like the worst ever and yeah, we just awful. like needed. we just needed to be like in isolation for at least 24 hours it's like it's gonna suck for a few more days mm-hmm. um but we just like took a bunch of his stuff to goodwill and then we threw some of the other stuff away we just like we just we got pictures and we've got some things but we yep. just like didn't want to be around like his like unused cat beds and so we just thought it'd be therapeutic let's just let's yep. remember him with pictures but let's you're get some right. of the other stuff out yep and now it's like we're, we're, we it's been 4 years since we've haven't had an animal and we're kind of like we just need we just need a minute we might need like 5 months or something yeah honestly did. i guarantee you in like a week we're going to be looking at humane but, society websites yeah. and stuff for dogs and cats
3: and but. but i think you're right i think i think you de- you definitely need to um transition from the previous cat or dog stuff to the new so like i, I I think purging stuff because we we did the same is a good idea. Like because you can't pretend that it's the same yeah. uh, cat or dog. So that's probably a good move. So my grandpa, oh
1: my god my grandpa uh, this is hilarious. So uh, he's like ninety one or ninety two, and he's just so his uh, his wife thirty years ago, who's my uh, blood grandma, died tragically. And then he got remarried, and then his remarried wife died a couple months ago. So he's and she had Alzheimer's and was in a was in a home for like two years. So he's been kind of solo, um, and he's had some tragedy. So he got a dog named Max, a Schnauzer named Max. Oh, in the, that's in, in, Hollywood. in the in the nineties. Schnauzers. Schnauzers are the best. Love Schnauzers, yeah. Dogs. So he's now on, I believe, Max number four. Every time Max dies, he gets another Schnauzer and names the dog Max.
3: God bless him, man. That's awesome. awesome. For 20
1: plus, like 25 years of, it might be like 30 years of Schnauzers named Max, and he just keeps going forward. I like that idea. (laughs) I might feel that. That's what Don should do. If you get hit by a car today, like just go find another dude named Judd. Or just have him change his name.
3: (laughs) Or just call Uh, him Judd. Judd 2, Judd 3. A humane society <laughs> of for Of course, she uh, might start to uh, get investigated if she gets to Judd 3. There might be a little bit of an investigation <laughs> as to the demise of Judd 1 and 2.
1: <laughs> so uh, so it's, it's always worth it, I guess. Yes. The, yes. The life lesson here. Um, federated, we appreciate. Federated, people ask us, you know, what's the best way that we can support you guys and support what you do at Score North and Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Support our sponsors. And uh, if you have a chance to either buy something from a PXG or Dennis Kirk or if you're a business owner, work with a federated It'll help you. It'll also help us. Also, uh, Federated has been tracking some important things. Like, for instance, in 2020, over 43,000 Americans died in vehicle crashes, which is almost 3,000 more than in 2019, despite fewer people being on the roads. So tragedy can happen in an instant, and we just need to do a better job of handling the things that are in our control as drivers. So for your safety, for your loved ones, let's all remember to drive safely. Remember the MyShield portal at federatedinsurance.com has great safe driving resources for you and your employees. At Federated, it's our business to protect you. All right, so we had Declan ranting to his relatives and friends in North Carolina about the twins. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns headed to the Blazers, according to Stephen A., and some animal advice for all of you. It's a packed show today. Don't forget to check out our daily Vikings conversations on the Purple Daily Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow.